0: He's a scumbag, dude. There's nothing redeeming about this person in this whole entire movie.
1: everyone and welcome to the 413 podcast. I am here today with you, Andy Mans, and I'm here with the PCB boys. We have a very special podcast for you tonight. It is one I suggested and I am very excited about. I told the PCB boys here, I said, let's all watch a movie. A movie you're not sure if you're going to like, something you just heard about, you weren't sure about the movie, and now... We watch those movies, and we are here to talk about those movies. And maybe, just maybe, you'll find one you want to watch yourself.
2: Wow, it's like a Smokey the Bear intro right there, Andy. I like that. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty dope, dude. <laughs> oh, well, that could be. We're over. We're done. This is, that was the podcast. We can <laughs> call it a day.
0: Yeah, I feel, I feel good.
2: <laughs> you, even you can help solve a mystery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I channeled my inner, you know, unsolved mysteries, and I said, let's do this. Your inner inner Robert Stack? That sounds kind of
2: weird. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants an inner Robert Stack. Um, <laughs> inner, you hardly <laughs> know oh. oh! All right, well, I-, I was hoping to go first, um, and I think I've got something that I find very interesting, and it's good because it's actually a new movie. So I believe this movie came out in 2022. So we're talking about tops a month old. And I don't know that I've had a lot of success watching from this, I guess, production company. But Amazon Studios came out with one that piqued my interest. So the film is called I Want You Back. And it stars uh, Charlie Day and Jenny Slate. Two people right off the bat that I love great in everything that I've seen them in. So that's really kind of where it piqued my interest because already you know it's going to be a, a rom-com and you've got two well-established actors that are both funny. And while we know that there's definitely been some uh, some poor film choices from Charlie Day, Jenny Slate hasn't let me down. So I thought, how cheesy could it possibly be? <laughs> and the, the premise is essentially that Both of these characters, um, they both get dumped on the same day. Two separate relationships. Yeah, exactly. And they somehow run into each other, and then they start talking about the fact that they got dumped, and that turns into they're going to go out and have a drink together and talk about it some more. And they go out, and they become fast friends and really their whole relationship is based on the fact that they're so upset and angry and frustrated that they got broken up with. And they sort of decide that they're going to plot a scheme to help each other win their exes back. Nice. It, it almost it almost plays like a Seinfeld episode. Like there's this is really great, like they're scheming and they're planning and it's it's just hilarious and they go out to a karaoke bar and they get hammered and the soundtrack in this movie is phenomenal because it's just everything in this movie is 90s movies and music references and it just plays really well with our age group. So that yeah, piece definitely right resonated with me. So I was like really excited about Alanis set, and they've got Natalie and Bruglia and just these great tracks that are just like nice. these heartbreaking songs. And, you know, hilarity ensues. I'm not going to spoil the ending for anybody, but it's got a great ending. I will say that the movie surprised me because I expected it to be a lot cheesier than it was. And they actually did a really good job at making What I feel is like a rom-com with heart. You know, I feel like a lot of movies today that try to go with that, that genre really either go like over the top bullshit romantic or they do something really over the top with a bad comedy scene where like, you know, someone gets a trophy stuck up their ass or something and it's like, it kind of takes you out of it. (laughs) So I just feel like this one had a lot of heart. It was very smart every day. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It it was, it had heart, it was smart, it had great lines in it. It was just a good story and it was well acted. So it surprised me in that sense. And I, I would watch it a hundred times again. Like I loved it. I thought it was really, really well done.
0: Wow.
1: Wick, let me ask you a question. So you're a big horror movie buff. What attracted you to a rom-com?
2: Yeah. Well, I tend to watch a lot of them just because, I don't know, I got, I like a lot of movies. So I don't. I don't necessarily go by genre. Like I'll just watch anything if it looks like it's... I-, I like movies with a lot of characters. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes you see a rom-com and it has that kind of vibe. A bunch of friends and it kind of comes across almost a coming-of-age tale sometimes. But then you obviously get stuck with a couple bad ones where too many freaking Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parkers or J-Lo's or something in there. And you're like, all right, it kind of takes you out of it. Like Fucking Matthew McConaughey. If I see that asshole one more time in a rom-com... <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, in general, rom-coms, I just, I don't dislike them. Andrea definitely makes me watch more of them than I would watch on my own. Nice. And that
0: was my question. With the stars of this movie, especially Charlie Day, was that something that attracted you to watching this movie? Or or was it just, like, something that caught your interest? And, like, I, I, I've i seen the commercials, like, everywhere on, on TV for it. Um, but when I saw Charlie Day, I'm like, oh, I like pretty much everything this dude's in, so this might yeah. be something I would check out. Yeah, I think um, I had
2: just come off of watching uh, a YouTube video of 25 minutes worth of music scenes from uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> nice. like he was, he was kind of fresh on my mind. But what drew me to it was Jenny Slate because she does so few movies, and they've always been great. Like. Mm. Um, obvious child, uh, landline or two that they were really spread far apart, but were really, really well done. And her as a leading lady, I think really makes a lot of sense because she just has like enough quirkiness and she's not annoying that it kind of, it just really works. I also love her in the show um, Hello Ladies, which is Stephen Merchant a comedy that was on HBO. And she plays an actress in the show who's just really mean spirited and thinks she's better than everybody else. But she just does it so well that her character is hilarious. So I just feel like she actually was a draw for me. And then the fact that it was Charlie Day, who's kind of a schlub himself, you know, it, it, it sure. made sense to me. It wasn't like she was going after, you know, Brad Pitt or something. And those movies never, never work out right. I thought it was a good pairing. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds like the pair just really clicked and, you know, I mean, I feel like the movie had the potential to be crap and I looked at it and I saw the trailer and I was like, eh, but after hearing this, I think I'm going to watch it. I mean, Caitlin, like, you know, mm-hmm. like your situation, Caitlin loves rom-coms. I'm really not the biggest fan of them. I kind of was a little more when I was younger, but I think I'm going to give this one a shot.
2: Yeah. It's worth it. Good, good yeah, good Totally dialogue. talked me
0: into it. Yeah.
2: Nice. Good dialogue, and it it's modernized enough because I feel like a lot of rom coms they kind of peaked in like the early two thousands. You go back to them, and it's the same plot over and over. If someone has a really bad flip phone and they can't get certain, it doesn't track anymore. So having something that's a little bit more modernized, but still like holds true to that typical formula. I don't know, man. I still lose service on my phone sometimes. Yeah, well, I got my Jared flip phone. <laughs> First, I'm really old, so. Just like I've been swiping right on every single lady on Tinder, but apparently I don't have a touchscreen. <laughs> <It's right here. laughs> <laughs> Go no figure. Candy bar. <laughs> so I would love to hear Jared's choice um, because I wanna I want to take some movies uh, away with me tonight as well.
3: Well, I hope you're ready for a good bit of action and a little bit of comedy because I watched.
2: Sounds like prom night,
3: 2017's Spider-Man: Homecoming. Hell yeah! I still have not Woo! seen that movie. Yeah. I missed a bunch before it, and probably a few after it in the timeline, so I couldn't tell you where everything is and what's going on. But
2: who plays Spider Man in that one? Specs
3: were good. Uh, Yeah, you just make up a name and don't know what's his name. Uh,
2: Anthony Anthony Michael Hall. Tom Holland.
3: (laughs) Thank you. Just fell right out of my head. Yeah, Tom Holland. Zendaya was uh, MJ. Marissa Tomei was the new Aunt May. Yes, she was. Great pick. Casting, superb. Bunch of random people in it. It It's always good to see. Hard Star popped up. Joe Pesci in there at all? There's no
0: Macho Man in this one, though, right? No.
3: R.I.P., by the way. Yeah, missed it by a couple of years.
0: Bone saws ready.
3: (laughs) I also did not see the Spider-Man before this one. There was a whole other dude that did Spider-Man, apparently, in between. Oh, for so real? We just, yeah.
1: Th- we've been Andrew lived through Garfield three. Died. Yeah. Three Spider-Mans. So there, there are children that have only met one. We've met yeah. three live action Spider-Mans. <laughs>
0: nice.
2: So Jared, do you feel like they nerd it out enough? I, I know that a lot of times when they do these Spider-Mans and these Transformers, they kind of like water it down too much for mainstream and they take away from some of like what the characters really meant to begin with. So I'm just curious, like if you thought they watered it down. Thing-
3: This one's one of the few that like works pretty well because Peter Parker was supposed to be a high school kid. Like that was kind of always his, like that was his struggle was trying to have that while he's going off and doing this whole thing. Not having this new reboot, kind of not having to go back and redo all that backstory stuff and kind of just starting out here. Kind of let him do a little bit more different ways to explore some different things and not just rehash the same stuff over and over again. And who's the villain? Uh Michael Keaton. Please, Whoa. I believe his name was Valkyrie, big flying guy.
2: <laughs> oh, we don't want Falcon, no right? Falcon. Yeah, something or like falcon. that. And I can't. Something yeah, bird. Falcon. Guy. Was it a bird? Well, he was in Birdman, yeah, yeah. so that kind of makes sense. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Who I also just saw in the other guys. Uh, yeah. The other day, <laughs> in place. A very similar casting position. It's great.
2: <laughs> you got to go in there and creep.
3: Trying to make
1: money. You know what would be an awesome live action reboot? Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Just putting it out there. Oh,
0: yeah. Yo, hard agree. <laughs> do a no, know it's action. not a
2: good live action. <laughs> the Tick.
1: Oh, I like oh,
2: that
3: show. Oh, I like it too. The new one. Yeah. The, the new one. original one is a little weird. But
1: anyways, okay. So Jared, so he it was awesome cast. Now sometimes in these movies, and I have not seen the effects movie, were great. They hint at like who the next villain's gonna be, or maybe upcoming villains. Did they kind of do that in this one?
3: I'm sure they did, and I'm sure I missed okay. the lion's share of it. I know the next one after this was the Jake Gyllenhaal one, right? That was the Mysterio. That one I saw.
1: Yeah, I should. I didn't see the first one. I have not seen the last one
3: either. That one I haven't seen. That's the one I'm gonna see.
1: So it made you want to see the next one and probably the third, because the Jake Gyllenhaal one was really good.
3: I'll probably see him at some point.
1: All right.
3: Always fun. I mean, why not? Watch stuff I, get blown I, up and then webbed back together.
1: See, that's cool. What kind of brought you on this path as Spider-Man? Wick, I mean, rom-com. He's like, oh, this might be good. You, you're like, ah, oh, Spider-Man.
3: He shoots webs.
1: All right, that's all. <laughs> Hell, Hell yeah, he does. That's dope. <laughs> You saw a commercial and you're like, you know what? I have not seen that yet. This is going to be the one.
0: I mean, we are the PCB boys, so radioactive. That's kind of right up our alley. With your name on it. Out of Silver Lake. I hope not. Also curious, Jared, how much did they bank on the
2: romance story in this one? I know that like Ooh. Tom Holland, bit of a and Zendaya, also beautiful. You throw them together. That how much hasn't even happened
3: yet. See, the first one was there was a whole other love interest in, in that one that was part of the story for that but oh okay I think so that was before not even they were same. going out kind of maybe i don't they are dating Did date i can't remember i have no idea i believe that is or was a thing but i do not know
0: no nudity no i'm out
1: i mean he's your neighborhood friendly <laughs> spider-man i mean he can't there can't be any nudity in that
0: it could be on the dark web
1: oh, oh
0: shit
3: pepper Downey jr Damn. for a split second who I'm oh, sure really? made a ton of money.
1: What were the end credit scenes? I mean, they always have some kind of end credit scene that's weird.
3: You're just like, I was high at that point. I can't well now <laughs> at this point it was freaking two weeks ago.
1: <laughs> all right. I mean, that's true.
3: That's true.
2: All right. I don't know that I watched
3: bit. it all the way to the end to be
1: Two weeks honest, ago. I it's like I don't before. remember
2: my mom's birthday either.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't remember my mom's birthday, so hope you're not listening, mom. You are. I totally Shout do. Shout out to Mama yeah. Mans.
2: 1937. I, <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I was born God, in 83.
1: So she must have been 1911. That must be her birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I can do math.
3: Sure
0: can. Wicked good. Wicked
1: good. I'm wicked smart when it comes to math.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: All right, so Jerry, we got yours down. I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming, if anyone hasn't seen it, which, once again, I have not, so I might be tempted to watch this. But, Bill, I want to know, what movie did you pick, and what did you think?
0: I love the PCB boys are very positive uh, tonight. Um, Here I am to bring the mood down a bit. So uh, mine is a 2019 movie, critically acclaimed, independent spirit- Uh, award for the best male lead to Adam Sandler. This movie is Uncut Gems. I heard about this movie from a podcast called The Starters, um, and they're now no dunks. They uh, are a basketball podcast that I really, really, really enjoy. And they're like talking about this movie that's adjacent to basketball. So I'm like, all right, cool. And then reading about it uh, after hearing it on the podcast and I'm like, wow, critically acclaimed. Like people are loving this movie. Like Adam Sandler, you know, you think, what do you guys think when you think Adam Sandler? Garbage. Shut up. (laughs) Right. There's a few. Yeah. Yeah, But like happy Gilmore, the water boy, which was awesome. Medulla Ablongata.
1: The same character in every movie.
2: Yeah, I think zero zero Standards, set in New York City, and he somehow is Ooh. a stud with a 19-inch dick and has a million dollars, but dresses like a slob.
0: Yep. Yep. Great call. Absolutely. So this kind of, that, some of that plays, it's set in New York. Check one. <laughs> he is a kind of rich jeweler okay. in New York City.
3: Check two. Imagine most jewelers hopefully are.
0: Yeah, For sure. But- I feel like you're saying jeweler though,
2: instead of a jewel, yes. jeweler,
0: jeweler. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I can't talk <laughs> to save my life anyways. So. I think jeweler. you were a jeweler. Right? Um,
2: jeweler. the same thing. Jeweler. 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 But the word is jewel. Deals in, Sorry.
0: D- yeah, in, in stuff and <laughs> gems. Ooh, okay. Uncut gems sometimes. Jewelers. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this. I just want to preface it with that so in, in the first scene it's in ethiopia in 2010 there's people like going wild this dude's got like his leg blown up and already i'm cringing i'm like oh, i don't want to see that i never wanted to see that but there it is on the screen you, you see uh these two miners go back into the mine and knock out a, a gem they're looking at it and there's this cool little scene Cust in New York City. Uh, Howard Ratner is the character that Adam Sandler plays. And this is not like Happy Gilmore. This is not Billy Madison. This dude has no redeeming qualities. He is a total trash boat. He has a mistress. He is playing uh, the mob like he's doing the gambling on the side. Just the... Just one of the worst human beings possible. Thinking to run for president. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he could get elected until the end of the movie. <laughs> um, as he's going through, um, you can see that like he's he's playing with big time rappers. Like the weekend is in this movie. Probably my favorite part. Kevin Garnett uh, makes an appearance, and this is when he was on the Boston Celtics, and they have the uh, 2008. Boston Celtics World Championship ring that uh, he takes as collateral when he uh, mm-hmm. when um, Sandler gives the uncut gem and he he plays a monster game. Meanwhile, Sandler's character parlays that to a bunch of money uh, from a different jeweler and then he places a bet on Kevin Garnett in the game. Parlays it with like five other things. All of them hit you find out the mob stopped it because he owed that money to a mobster that turns out to be his brother-in-law it's Rosh Hashanah and they they sit down and you know that they that he gets to read uh, the holy text uh he being Sandler um he's there with his wife that he's been a Total trash bag too. There's another scene where he ends up uh <laughs> naked in a trunk. Just every time you're like, Okay, at some point, this guy is going to have a redeeming story in this. You're 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 waiting for it. You're gonna be like, All right, finally he, he sees the error of his ways, something like that.
3: But does he hit it? No.
0: Pig? He does hit it big. That's a great question. He hits it big, but by that point, he is screwed over the mob so many times he gets shot in the fucking face. <laughs> oh. But does he hit it big? <laughs> he hits it big. His mistress uh, gets the money, but. Wait, his wife doesn't even get the money? No, he's a scumbag, dude. <laughs> There is nothing redeeming about this person in this whole entire movie. It's just him screwing over people left and right. I
1: gotta see this movie. I mean, you honestly, you have me in.
0: I no, oh no, no. <laughs> this uh, this is a, a hundred and thirty five minute movie. You're, and you no. don't have that kind of it, attention. It, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's stretch. Uh, yeah, I. And this is a dude. i watch it in sections. My attention's. My attention span does not last this long. I, I looked over at Jessica, and I was like, I, what am I supposed to do with this? This is a terrible, terrible movie. There's nothing redeeming about this movie. Interesting.
1: Okay, so he's just a trash bag human.
0: Oh, 100%. Garbage Pail Kid. Garbage Pail Kid would be... That That would be way too high praise for this dude. Oh, wow. I, I mean, I understa- I understand why people... Praise this! This is not Adam Sandler. There, there's little bits of Adam Sandler that you see in there. There's, there's some of that charisma and stuff that shines through. But for the most part, you're like, this guy is just human waste. Wow. Yeah, I just, dis- I despise it. There, he, there are no redeeming qualities from this character at all. I hate to bring it. down. Sounds like he
3: took very good care of his mistress, Bill.
0: Uh, sort of. No, he. He didn't. <laughs> he treated her like trash. Do you
1: feel like they purposely made him a trash bag human or it just that they kind of, they thought the story would be great and it's just, he's just a terrible person.
0: No, they, they, they definitely made this person what, he, okay. what he, this character is, what it is. Like, it, it's just true to form. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way you can look at it and, and, and find anything that you're like, wow, like it, His kids turn on him like everybody can by the end see what he is like. He's just he's just trying to play for that big payoff. And by the time that happens, he gets uh, gets shot in the face. So in terms of like how the movie moves,
2: I guess I'm picturing it. Almost where it's kind of like Running Scared, Crank, or one of those movies where it plays out really quick. You don't get a lot of character development because of that.
0: Does it does it move like that? No, it, it plays very fast. Yeah, it, it plays very fast, but it's just that he's doing, like, you, you can see points like, okay, this is going to pay off, and he he can do the right thing at this point. And then he hits a hard 180 and does the wrong thing
1: oh okay so like he has opportunities in this movie to redeem his story and he yeah, so specifically you, you can, does not
0: you can see where okay if it breaks this way that and i can make face. this yeah what exactly. part of the face though it, it, Are we talking like a cheek like right in the cheek yeah like or like the head like uh, it's right in the cheek you can just see him bleed out Ooh. oh my god it's it is it this is not mr deeds (laughs) like
1: see that's what has me interested though like here's the thing it sounds like i don't know though like because this was the thing like we were like hey something you don't think you might like and you hated it but i'm like i hate adam sandler the way he plays characters but i'm like i might like this character i don't know now
2: I'm intrigued. Oh, I mean, to me, it's kind of yeah, like, but it, this is supposed to be Adam Sandler's Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It sounds like it was a miss. Mm. We didn't get the serious Will Ferrell in this movie or like the serious Adam Sandler who is now going to show his acting chops. We kind of got, he just missed it. Scarface. Oh, because
0: you don't like him. No, I, I, I you, you don't like him, it, but, but it's nothing. I, it's hard for me to describe. There is like certain shots that, um, you know, like the Sandler smile and stuff yeah. that like shine through um, like when he's talking to his daughter, but this is not an Adam Sandler that if you look at him, it it, it doesn't even look like him. Like he, I, I I can see what you're saying. Yeah. Like this is a very serious role. He is, he's playing a character, but Holy cow. I For 135 minutes, I, you know, like over two hours, like, you're you're hoping for something me personally i should i should also say that me personally i'm looking for something to be like okay where does this character like learn from their mistakes or you know where where's the lesson from this so
1: was his acting good though so like was he just such a good actor at this douchebag part where you're like fuck man
0: yeah i hate this dude yeah um yeah, maybe, maybe he did it so well. I mean, a lot of sailor movies that I'm just like, F this dude, he sucks. <laughs> but like this one, I think that was what he was trying to get through. It, but it beat you over the head with a hammer of how much of a piece of trash he was. Oh,
1: wow. And you don't get that happy ending. So you're left no, feeling unsatisfied.
0: No. Yeah, just like, oh, man. if it If it was a 96-minute movie... I think I would. have felt better about it, like if, I, if it wasn't that long of a movie. <laughs> but I, I can understand. I can definitely understand why people like it, though. Okay. And that that he did a good job. This one was a no for me, though. This is not a Bill movie. Okay. Ray Liotta and Goodfellas. You know what
2: I mean? Like the whole movie, mm. he just does fucked up shit. He doesn't do anything good yeah. in the entire movie. But you still like him. You still yeah. want to hear a story. You still following along. And you feel bad for him when he gets stuck in the burbs eating, you know, uh, macaroni and ketchup. And maybe they were trying to do a twist on something like that. But if someone other than Adam Sandler played the role, could it have been likable or was just the character itself was unlikable? Nothing you could do with it.
0: You you know, and and there is a second uh, near the end when he's got the the three parlay with uh, the Celtics win the tip, Kevin Garnett. Over on the rebounds, Kevin Garnett over on points. And he hits all three on the parlay and he wins 1.2 million dollars. And now he can pay back his debts and everything. But because he locked the mob in between the the door and the the, the door in the doorway that they're they're stuck there. And by the time he opens it up, he's got their money. The guy's just done with his games and shoots him in the face. Like so you're like, there is the redemption right there, but is, it, but would he have screwed them over at some point? Like you don't know because this character has done it so many times. Like, um, that's a great question. But I, I, I think that they that the character was written in such a way, and it was acted so well that there's, I think, ninety percent of the the public would be like. This person is a waste. See, that's what I'm
1: getting. I'm getting that Adam Sandler did such a great job that mm, you yeah. hated that character because you could feel how douchey he was and he was unredeemable to the point that you're yeah. happy to see him dead and that depresses you. Like It's like when you're watching Casino and Pesci is in the cornfield and there's a hole <laughs> and they knock him and his brother in it and bury him alive and you're like,
2: what the fuck just happened to Andy- you? What for the fuck! I haven't seen Casino yet.
0: Oh, uh, my bad. <laughs> just <laughs> just <kidding. laughs> I, I do want. I do want to throw this in there, though. Uh, seeing Kevin Garnett in the Celtics uniform—that was awesome. <laughs> Isn't he still in? A happy Celtics to see King? that
3: again. That's throwback. Oh no. Yeah,
1: he's he's
0: retired for a few oh, years. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> yeah. the championship ring looks dope. <laughs>
1: Now here's a question Do you think it was A replica ring Like he was like No I'm not gonna trust Any of you With my actual ring
0: I don't know It looked good dude It looked really good So I'm gonna say It was a real It was a real thing (laughs) Real McCoy (laughs) Andy Seeing that you came up With this I really wanna hear What movie you picked And I hope that it's uplifting Not Not like my Like I I am definitely the, 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 The The bummer Of this uh this pod so far so hopefully you can lift us up finish strong and i really want to hear what you got
1: well so okay so i started this this all started because jared got me into the show community a long time ago i was re-watching the (laughs) episodes and i came across the one where abed does the my dinner with andre with uh, another character and I remember when I first saw it and they said, are you still like, you know, in it? And I'm like, oh, that there's a movie called My Dinner. And I just kind of shrugged it off, whatever. So I watched the I was watching the shows again and I said to myself, "Okay, what the hell is this movie? So I looked it up real quick. This is a critically acclaimed movie. Siskel and Ebert, no idea who they are. Loved it. This movie came out in 1981. It literally has a cast of like four people. You have The Waiter. You have Wallace Shawn, who's playing a character named Wallace. And then you have Andre Gregory playing a character named Andre. And then occasional credits for the bartender who is in the background, who has, if I remember correctly, one line. Literally, this movie, it takes place in one location. We watch one of the characters describe how... For three years, he's been trying to avoid his friend Andre. His friend Andre is a director. He directs plays. Wallace, he is a playwright and an occasional actor when he can find work. He's been avoiding his friend Andre for three years. Finally, somehow, he has to go out to dinner with him. He's dreading this dinner. He talks about how when they first sit down, the only way he's possibly going to get through this dinner is to ask Andre as many questions about what's been happening as it's been going, you know, and that's going to be it. This movie was so thought-provoking, I didn't think it was going to be. I could see why it was a rave movie. I mean, the problems and things they discussed are issues... I feel like I deal with almost on a daily basis. I mean, I felt so relieved that these were the same things that I felt popped up in my life a lot of time, questions that I had. And Caitlin, on the other hand, felt entirely depressed that since 1981 to 2022, when we watched this movie, life has not changed. Like, I'm gonna hit up a couple points here. So Andre, you know, he he basically went through this this three-year, like this journey where he he feels like he's come across like every revelation about humanity as possible. And they're having a conversation and Wallace talks about how he loves his, his heated blanket. You know, hey, I got a heated blanket. It's great. I'm comfy. You know, on those cold winter nights here in New York, you know, I feel comfy. And Andre starts telling him, you know, maybe you should get rid of that blanket. Like you ever th- feel like these things kind of create a boredom for ourselves, you know? We become so bored, really, out of all these mundane little tasks and things that we do and have that we're really becoming less self-aware. And by becoming less self-aware, we're basically unable to say no to anyone around us. I mean, like the government. Like, you're so wrapped up in your own little blanket that... These things are happening all around you and you just let them go. You're just, you just, you can't say no to them. And I mean, Wallace starts talking about how he doesn't want to give up his blanket. Like it's a simple joy that he has that heated blanket. But Andre points out that maybe without the heated blanket, you might like the cold. You might hate the cold, but maybe you'll snuggle a little closer to your significant other. You know, maybe it'll bring the two of you closer for the fact that you have opened yourself up to that experience of what the cold is. Shit's deep. It was crazy. Um, I mean, in a lot. of I mean, I don't want to ruin the movie too late for anyone, but they they have such thought provoking. So I'll do it just for you. I'm, Yeah, exactly. I'll do just for me. But, I mean, the movie gets really interesting when Wallace really pushes back on Andre. I mean, Andre goes through all these things, and then Wallace kind of pushes back on him about how, you know, we really do need to enjoy the little things in life. Wallace enjoys his heated blanket. He enjoys his mundane tasks. You know, and he says to Andre, maybe you would enjoy, you know, doing your plays again. He talks about how Andre has a good life. He should enjoy the little things, waking up and having breakfast with his wife or his children. Um, You know, they also kind of, Andre touches on a point of marriage where, you know, you really should consistently ask yourself, do you want to be in this marriage? And if you find the answer is yes, that's a great thing. Like, if you don't allow yourself to consider the possibility of not spending the rest of your life, With the person you are with, then you can't possibly know if that's what you really want. Like by putting yourself in the situation of saying, do I really want to be with this person the rest of your life? You're you're making yourself vulnerable and that's why you don't want to think about it. But you're going to find the answer to that. You know, what is that answer? He put himself in that situation and he decided more than ever that he did want to be with his wife. He couldn't possibly see himself not spending t- the rest of his life with her because the thought of losing her and not being with her was, was too much. It's not what he wanted. Hell yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, it is just, it is just crazy. It's, you know, they talk about how, As people, if we just cut out all the noise around us, and for me, that meant Facebook, Instagram, you know, Twitter, all that crap. Wait, are you on any of those? I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) So you already cut them out? I cut them out. But- I mean, for Caitlin, like cut out all that noise oh. and you can find mm-hmm. out what you really want in life when you stop trying. Cause he, he talks about how people are always trying to keep up with one another and everything like that. And you see that all the time on Facebook, like people post this, Oh, sure. look at this. And Oh yes, we're having the most perfect day ever. Best family ever hashtag. And it's like, cut that shit out. Who gives a crap about any of that stuff? And you might find hey. that you enjoy something else.
0: some of us like to celebrate australia day i'm sorry
1: (laughs) but i'm gonna open it up to questions because i could i could go on about this movie forever i i watched it several times i will probably watch it several more times and i you know it was just it was just that you would think a movie about two guys having dinner and talking would be boring and it was i i even caitlin She was so depressed by it, but she liked it. Yes, Wick.
2: Um, I would like to go first because this is maybe more of a statement than a question, but I feel like (laughs) you probably like this movie because (laughs) you would like to make the point that maybe you would like it if it was a little bit more cold, (laughs) especially in the man's home. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 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 I'm I'm turning the heat down ah, another two notches. Now, yeah. Caleb, you're upset about how cold you are, but just think about how much closer you'll be to me and the boys. <laughs> no, I I think it's one of those films that sounds really interesting because at its core, like, what a good movie is, right? Two yeah. characters that you can connect with. It just makes you think. Hanging out with a friend of yours and being the third party eavesdropping or something. So I definitely want to watch it. Although I, I'll be honest with you, I did think that it was about Andre the Giant, um, especially because <laughs> yep. of, of Wallace
0: also being in Princess Bride, but I digress. sold twice sounds as good. many
1: copies. Bill. Yes, you. Uh,
0: also, I want to echo Eric's uh, uh, statement of, it sounds like a really thought-provoking movie really awesome I, I'm glad you brought that up and some of those questions and um insights uh I may have missed it what was the one line from the bartender
1: I think he just asked him what he wants to drink literally I think he just says
0: inconceivable no, drink the most important question yeah. would you like <laughs> a drink like something like Can that
1: Coddle? Keep caught. Keep caught. I do. It. Well, I mean, it, it, part of it too. I mean, there's a, there's a part where Wallace is talking about enjoying the little things and he talks about how he, he makes his coffee the night before. And when he wakes up and he does not find a cockroach or a fly in that coffee, it's a great day. He knows he's going to have, a you know, it's, you know, he's, he thinks about the coffee before he goes to bed. He's excited for that cup of coffee when he wakes up. And if there is not a dead cockroach or a dead fly in that coffee he's happy you know because he enjoys the little things and if there is he's mad because his day has been ruined and it does make you kind of reflect on like I mean like at my house there are good days and there are bad days if I say to Vin hey man get dressed and he comes down and he gets dressed right away I am genuinely happy that he has listened and it is done. But if I say, hey, man, go get dressed, and he comes down naked with a bunch of toys, I'm immediately depressed because I know it is going to be a rough start to my morning.
2: I mean, it's it's easy to lose perspective, you know, right? Like, I think, like, that's kind of what the movie is about is, like, how people lose yeah. perspective. Yeah. And a good example is I'm, I'm, like, complaining about my day to Andrea because I had a lot of calls today, and I was, like, really bogged down, and I felt really busy and didn't get a lot done. And she's like, well... I had a patient that kept trying to hit me and I had to protect myself with a bedpan and then told me to go fuck myself about 10 times and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. So like clearly I'm complaining about something that's not, it's not to say like not everyone's suffering is somewhat equal. Like we can't gatekeep like someone else's suffering, but certainly I think it's important to realize that sometimes like having perspective makes you step
3: back and- Every one of us. We're all going through something somewhere.
1: And I mean, that's part of what's great about the movie, too, is you get to see the dynamic between the two friends. And when Wallace finally pushes back on some of the things Andre's saying, you see a change in Andre. Like, he might not have thought about it from that point because he's gone through this journey over the past three years or a little bit longer where he feels like he's kind of found some self-enlightenment. And Wallace pushes back on, like, listen... Yes, you know, what you're saying is great, but we all can't live in small little villages anymore. The world's not that small. I mean, the world's not that big. The world is a very small place, you know, and we have to come together. You know, this is why we're here. Like, you should enjoy the small things in your daily routine. Maybe you direct a play. Maybe you don't. But wait a second. Wait, so wasn't wasn't Wallace the one dreading meeting with Andre? Yeah, Wallace was the one dreading meeting Andre, but Andre had gone through like, he hadn't seen him in three years and he'd only heard stuff about what Andre had done and how he'd gone through like some kind of transformation. He wasn't sure what it was. Did I switch character names when I was just talking back there?
2: With all this thought-provoking conversation, all this advice that Wallace is giving Andre, he sort of got a lot of the same insight himself because now he's with Andre and He's actually having a good time. He's having a good conversation and he's able to like connect with him in a way that he probably didn't think that he could. So it seems like it's like a a good learning experience and almost like, um, you know, comes full circle in a way.
1: It does. It rekindles their friendship, which I thought was great in the end too.
2: Well, I think um, that's a pretty good uh, list for folks at home to watch. Uh, You've got I Want You Back. Spider-Man goes to the prom. What was it called? Yeah. Homecoming. Spider-Man homecoming. Uh, we got uncut gems and my dinner with Andre, regardless if you, if we liked or didn't like these movies, I think we gave you enough to think about that. You maybe want to go watch them to see if, see what the hell we were talking about. Just a little bit of a range. Yeah, I guess. And
0: please, t- <laughs> please tell us on all of the social media, uh, platforms that Andy doesn't want us on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whether we're right, whether we're wrong, whether you know, maybe we should watch it again. Um, Tell us if it inspired you to we,
1: watch a movie and what movie that was and what you thought about that movie as well. And was it Con Air? Yeah, or exactly. <laughs> was it Con Air? And how awesome con- is Nick
2: Cage?
0: Yeah, maybe I'll watch Face Off. Maybe that would make me feel Ooh, better. D-
2: d- just so you know, if it helps you at all, Andy, they actually watch Con Air and I Want You Back. <laughs>
3: <gasps> oh. oh, that makes oh, me feel good. They like bought the rights to show you that movie on screen for. They, like, a they minute. go to a movie
2: theater and there's two films playing, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Con Air, and they go see Con Air, and it shows Whoa. a scene of Nick Cage on the plane in Con Air. So, oh, yes. that's yeah. so awesome, it, incredible. Anyway, we appreciate the time, Andy. Thanks for coming up with this episode. It was good to get something a little bit different. Um, and yeah, I think it was it was smart because now it gives me some uh, film inspiration. Because otherwise, I think we all have the same issue where we we browse through like five different movie platforms uh, for an hour each, and then end up watching like Law and Order, SVU. So um, this yeah. hopefully, we'll give you a little bit of a playlist. as Much
3: as it looks like it changes.
2: Yeah, added to your film queue. Anyway, thanks all. This is the PCB Boys signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Good night. Peace. Bye.